The Jay Severin Show. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800 215 Two killed in a murder-suicide, and there may be another death. Breaking news, the progressive didn't waste any time uh, jumping to conclusion with even not even having any of the facts. And the gorilla death is being covered more by the media than the Chicago shootings. And Clinton may not even get the nomination. Hi, I'm Lawrence Jones. In for Jay, this is... The Blaze Radio. Welcome, 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 welcome. I'm Lawrence Jones in for Jay. Now, many of you may catch me on the Blaze TV. I'm often on Dana's show, Glenn's show, um, doing investigative reports, and sometimes subbing for Glenn, Tommy, and Dana. But we got some breaking news for you guys today. The gunman, this maniac, Cigar, Cigar, had a kill list. And investigators are saying that when they went to the apartment, they discovered evidence that not only was he targeting his professor on the campus, but there were others, one that they think he killed. You know, when these situations happen, I do my best not to honor these savages by saying their name because I just don't believe that they deserve the glory. In fact, they've taken lives and we should do our best not to have these guys in my, in our memory. We should be honoring the victims that lost their life for no simple reason than just being who they are. And so this maniac, Sakar, because he is a maniac, has this kill list, decides that he's just going to run in a school, his university. He claimed to be a, uh, a Ph.D. student, former student, in engineering. And he decided that he was going to walk into this building and target these professors. This is where we're at, America. And not one of the gun-free zones, not one single one of those gun-free zones stopped this guy. But did it stop the progressive left? Before any of the facts came out, they made accusations. They blamed the NRA. 
you got liberal nut job Shannon Watts, who's funded by Michael Bloomberg, saying this was the NRA's fault. Despite this university having a gun-free zone, despite the state of California having gun laws that make it almost impossible for you to own a gun, somehow it became the NRA fault. Somehow the NRA magically put the gun in this maniac cigar or cigar, whatever his name is, hand, and it was the NRA fault. So my question to these libtards is what more could the government do? You guys wanted strict gun laws. You wanted the state in the city of Los Angeles to have strict gun laws. You wanted the, the campus to ban guns. And they did it all. They did everything you asked them to do. And guess what? The killer got a gun. Now, I'm sure some of the progressives would say, oh, he went over the border to go get guns. He went to a neighboring state to get a gun. I'm sorry, criminals don't think that. They think about committing the crime. And no matter how many guns you ban, they're going to find a way to get the gun. And if you manage to take away all the guns, they'll find a knife or some other weapon to get the job done. Shannon Watts. In comes Shannon Watts. Despite her having a security detail, look at what she tweets. She talks about the shooting at the uh, UCLA or minutes from my house. Okay. I'm sure your neighborhood is a gun-free zone. Then she goes after my friend Dana Lash and says that she's being paid by the NRA. But guess what? Twitchy. They did some response to Mrs. Shannon. One viewer, one uh, Twitter user responded to Mrs. Watts saying, this is in California. Already so many laws on the books about guns. What more do you want? And that is my question for Mrs. Watts today. What more should the university have done to prevent this madness or do we need to take some personal responsibility and maybe they're bad people. Maybe some people just wake up in the middle of the day and say, Hey, I'm an evil person, But I'm sure you guys live in utopia where everybody is good. You got Sally Cohn saying, first, I'm praying for everybody. 
But I know my prayers aren't enough to end gun violence. This is sick, people. Do you realize that the victims' families weren't even notified before you guys started to jump to conclusions? The victims. Don't their families have a right to get the facts of the matter without you guys speculating? Which goes back to my whole point. If we can just be honest about it, liberals and progressives won't be satisfied. They won't be ever satisfied until guns are banned. And I'm sure many would say, oh, Lawrence, that's just a radical view. That's not what they want to do. It's definitely what they want to do. When you look at California, they pass all the laws that they wanted to pass to prevent guns. What's next? Everything else that they tried to do so far hasn't worked. So what's next? Hillary Clinton says that she doesn't want to ban guns. She doesn't want to ban guns. She she has no plan to ban guns. She just wants to limit them. They pass all these background checks. And it didn't work. You know what I found a little interesting? Um, during all of this, there was a press conference going on at the university. And <laughs> the, the reason for this press conference was to prevent guns. They were doing this with the intent. And, and we're, we're, we're not just talking about average day people. We're talking about Celebrities that went on the campus to show their face to combat gun violence, to advocate. Tom Arnold, who Tom Arnold, who who's who, who doesn't know Tom Arnold, the comedian, it's on the campus advocating to prevent gun. But that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough to stop this shooter. So what's the next step? Are we going to march and kick down the households of patriots that carry guns? More when we come back. This this is Lawrence Jones in for Jay, the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. The 
experts at web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, 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 welcome to the program. Lawrence Jones in for Jay on the Blaze Radio Network. Um, we talked a little bit about this gun violence story uh, and the progressive left not wasting any time spewing out their talking points. It's almost as if these libtards have a running list of talking points for when something happens uh, of this magnitude and they just immediately go uh, to their little Excel sheet of responses. You got a former NFL player uh, known for his outspoken liberal views. Uh, and he's a kicker. Uh, Chris Kua. <laughs> and listen to this guy. He says, thanks, gun nuts at the NRA. Just thanks. I would like to ponder on a logical chain of action. Let me know if I've made any mistakes along the way. He says, according to the NRA, the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Got yeah, that's pretty much right. I mean, you can go to the case uh in Garland, Texas. A terrorist had a gun, a cop had a gun. Cop shoots terrorists with the gun. That's normally how it works. He then goes on to say that overseas, many of these countries that have gun gun control have been successful. That's just factually incorrect. It's just factually incorrect. Actually, if you want uh, more analysis on this, you can go to my friend Dana Lash's book, Hands Off My Gun. You can go just click the button. If you like me and have Amazon Prime, it'll be there in two days. And you can look and research. This is a good book. All these other countries that have implemented gun control, and it hasn't worked. It just hasn't worked. But since we're talking about guns, since we're talking about how guns are so bad, let me take you to another city. Another city that is experiencing guns on a daily basis. Chicago. But I'm sure you don't hear about this because we're so focused on gorillas. There was a study done, um, and you can go to Newsbusters, and it's one of their leading stories. 
And it's reported that we have covered the media. This death of this gorilla. 54 times the amount that we have covered the Chicago shooting. Now, where the hell is the media? Every single week, every single weekend, there is a shooting in Chicago. Where is the media? Could it be that it's run by progressives and they don't want to report on their buddies? Where is the media? Young black boys every single day are dying in the streets of Chicago. Families are being ripped apart and the media is nowhere to be found. Yet, we want to say black lives matter. Apparently, they don't. Let's bring it a little bit home. As a black man who grew up in Dallas, South Dallas, Oak Cliff. The Texas Rangers are patrolling Dallas because the shootings are out of control in the urban communities run by progressives, run by liberals, and there hasn't been a word from the national media. Let's go to Philly. I can do this all day. And the media is nowhere to be found because they simply do not care. There were more people killed in Iraq. In Iraq. In a war zone. There were more people killed in Chicago, I'm sorry, than Iraq in the war zone. And the media is dead silent because they do not care. But let there be a police shooting. Let there be a police shooting. They're there with all their cameras. They're for days showing live shots. And that rarely happens. But they want black folks to believe that it is the police officer against black people that's an epidemic. They want you to believe that all cops are racist and are after black people. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't some bad cops. But you know what? There's a lot of bad journalists. There's a lot of bad doctors. That's just simple math, people. This is about control, people. I'm watching young brothers and sisters, kids being shot because of gang wars in Chicago. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the president is quick to say, that could have been my son. Mr. President, in your hometown, could those been your boys that are being slaughtered? It's not enough to just put your presidential museum in the community. We need actual results. Nobody wants to stand up to Obama and his administration. Nobody wants to stand up to Rahm Emanuel 
who was the president's chief of staff, who's now the mayor of Chicago. People are dead silent and the media are all accomplices to this. They're aiding and abetting. Dead silent. I guess animal lives matter more than young black men in Chicago. You want to play this race game every single day? Let's make it about race. Lawrence Jones in for Jay on the Blaze Radio Network. Keep it here. On the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Some of of you are saying, let it go, Lawrence. Just let it go. Let what's happening in Chicago just go away. I can't do it. I cannot do it. I've been sitting there just watching many of my community destroyed. And at the same time, giving their vote to the Democratic Party, whose promises hope and change. I'm sorry, people are losing hope, and there's definitely no change. We got to do better. And if I don't call these people out, then who will? Like I said, the media is nowhere to be found. They're nobody. They're nowhere to be found. Um, you got Hillary Clinton, um, and, and and you know she was expecting to just. Walk in to the nomination. Uh, you got Joe Biden saying he wish he would have stayed in and ran uh, because Bernie isn't going anywhere. And he might just win California. And so Mrs. Clinton has gotten herself into a pickle. People are starting to lose uh, faith in her candidacy. The problem with, with Mrs. Clinton is she just isn't likable. Nobody likes her. And her new uh, attack strategy is to attack Donald Trump. And as we know, we, you know, you hear Donald Trump calling her crooked Hillary. Uh, now he's giving her the lying, uh, lying Hillary uh, title and whether you like Donald Trump or not there's some truth to what he's saying a little while back the media did a survey of Google searches uh, and Hillary Clinton and the number one word 
they use for Hillary Clinton is liar. Liar. If you can't trust the leader of the free world, how can you vote for them? And it has been her Achilles heel this entire process. It's because people simply don't trust her. But her new uh, line of attack is kind of like what the kids do on the, play, uh, on the playground when you call them a liar. No, you're a bigger liar. And so her new uh, method of attack is to call Donald Trump a fraud. Do we have that sound bite? Today, we're learning about another scam, the so-called Trump University. The New York Attorney General is suing Donald Trump for fraud. Trump, Trump and his employees took advantage of vulnerable Americans, encouraging them to max out their credit cards, empty their retirement savings, destroy their financial futures, all while making promises they knew were false from the beginning. This is just more evidence that Donald Trump himself is a fraud. Oh, yeah, yeah. Making promises that he knew he couldn't keep. That sounds a little bit like Hillary Clinton. See, this is what the progressives do. They play this little game. Oh, no. I've never done anything wrong. I have never lied to the American people. Donald Trump is the real fraud. Let's talk about it for a second then, Mrs. Clinton. Let's talk about Benghazi. Okay? Let's talk about you lying to the family of fallen soldiers. They wanted answers to why their children and loved ones died in Benghazi. And you told them it was for a freaking video. You lied to them and you had the audacity to tell them, we're going to go get these bastards. But you didn't. And then when they called you out on it, you said it wasn't true. This is what we're dealing with. The pot calling the kettle black. Let's go to your email scandal. You illegally hired someone to put a server in your house. You use your private emails with intelligence which was against policy and against the law. Then you told the American public that you turned over all your emails that were classified to the State Department, which you didn't. You then said you didn't ever transfer classified information. That was a lie. Now, the press can't get a hold of you to do interviews, to discuss it. So what does Miss Clinton do? 
Because Bernie Sanders isn't going anywhere. You guys in the Democratic Party have cheated this man. This guy has been mobilizing people. Meanwhile, he has been fighting the party leadership because they have a corrupt process. He's been fighting the superdelegates who are appointed by the party that the people don't get a vote in. Yet he has the biggest crowds, the most support, with absolutely no name ID. And you're still neck and neck with him in this race. And he says he's going all the way to the convention. So what does Miss Clinton do? Fraud in chief Barack Obama. In comes the president of the United States who said, by the way, he wasn't going to get involved in the process. But as we know, the president's club, she has Obama on speed dial. And look what he has to say about Mr. Trump. Play that side. Do we have that side? What does the president say? He calls Mr. Trump a fraud. We'll have that side for you in a second. He calls the he calls Donald Trump a fraud, despite Fast and Furious, which got in the hands of terrorists and people who wanted to harm the United States. That that organ uh, that project that the president authorized got in the hands of terrorists. Listen to the president. If we turn against each other based on divisions of race or religion, if we fall for, you know, a, a bunch of okie doke just because, it, it, you know, it, it uh, you know, it, it, it sounds funny or the tweets are provocative, then we're not going to build on the progress that we've started. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Right. We're not going to build on the progress. I, I miss I miss the part where the economy is growing. I miss the part where jobs, people are being hired. We're not going to build because Donald Trump is going to mess it all up. And true, true, true indeed, I'm not the biggest fan of Donald Trump. But who is the president, fraud in chief, who talked about hope and change to criticize anybody about being a fraud? I miss the part where America has now become unified. Or is Washington full of gridlock? I miss the part where his own party his own party came to his defense. There have been numerous amount of party leaders, senators, and congressmen that say the president won't even meet with them. The president then says that it's going to get better for young people. Unemployment, high for young folks. 
tries to raise the minimum wage, people start getting laying off. There has been no improvement for this country. And when the president realized that people weren't going into the workforce, he created this system where it manipulates the numbers. So now they don't keep track of the people that aren't actively looking for work to tweak the unemployment numbers and the job numbers. This is who the president, uh, Mrs. Clinton, is calling. She needs help. The president lied to the American people and said he wasn't going to get involved in the process. But guess what? He has to save little Hillary. But what's going to happen when she's exposed with the department's investigation on emails? We'll have more after this break. Lawrence Jones in for Jay, the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Febron. On the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Lawrence Jones in for Jay. Blaze Radio Network. We want to get to your calls the next hour. Triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. That's triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. We want to get to your calls um, in the next hour. When we uh, before we went on break, I was talking about the president and him now aiding uh, Hillary Clinton in her presidential race. Uh, because, you know, Bernie Sanders is just giving her everything that he has. Um, but there's a little bit of breaking news. Um, the State Department is now admitting deliberate uh, <laughs> actions of damaging the Iran nuclear talk uh, tape. Now, if, if you guys, you know, may remember months ago, there was uh, an accusation of the State Department editing tapes, um, and that they deleted it in 2003. They said that they did. Now the State Department is now admitting that they deliberately deleted the 2013 exchange between Fox News Washington uh, correspondent James Rosen and then spokesperson Jen uh, Packey uh, from his website and YouTube channel. Uh they sent out a quote by, from their spokesperson saying there was a deliberate request to delete the exchange. This wasn't a technical glick. State Department spokesperson John Kirby told reporters Wednesday. Now, this is just ridiculous. I mean, if you can't trust your own government, then what are they there for? This is not only a law breaking the law, but it is offensive to the American public. They and they always uh, hide behind national security. I don't get it. The people deserve a honest government. And when the government does not do what the people have elected them to do, we should replace them. The The question that I have is why all of a sudden 
are we now telling the truth about this? Is it because the IG is now actually conducting an investigation on Hillary Clinton? We know the report that just went out that said that she was liable and that she did not follow the guidelines that were set for her. Now, she keeps saying that she's only doing what the past Secretary of States were doing. You're correct. But guess what? There wasn't a policy put in place for her predecessors. And now we have evidence that they manipulated. That means they, they got somebody who was a government employee to doctor a tape to deceive the American people. And she wonder why people think she's a liar. Because she won't give us the truth. What we see is a track record from the Clinton and the Obama administration. You just can't trust them. Because every time you give them the opportunity to explain themselves, they lie to us. Just in 2013, they told us that they didn't doctor the tape. Fast forward to 2016, they're doing it now. We want to get your calls. Lawrence Jones in for Jay, the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, welcome, welcome. The ACLU official resigns over the transgender bathroom war. Now, she's upset because it may have affected her own child. And then Texas is all over this uh, honor society thing. And I want to tell you how political correctness is hurting my generation. And then we have my friend Sonny Johnson, who's going to get into how Donald Trump may just win some of the minority vote and how it will turn uh, turn this election around. That and so much more. That starts right now. Welcome to the show. I'm Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Remember, we want to get to your calls. That's 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393 right here on the Blaze. Um, There has been so many speculations on what presidential candidate is going to be able to get the black vote, the Hispanic vote, because it's a game changer, honestly. Many people say Donald Trump can't get the minority vote because he has offended some people. Now I have some liberals that are not only friends, but are a family uh, that never vote Republican, but they say 
they just may give Donald Trump a shot. And it's a part of this whole national conversation of what really matters to people. And I think it's money because we can talk about abortion, which is near and dear to my heart, being a pro-lifer. We can talk about immigration, which I believe we do have to secure, uh, secure our borders. But at the end of the day, if people are broke, then none of that means anything to them. And so what we're seeing is Donald Trump mobilizing a different group of people that aren't traditionally at play for Republicans. Now, I've been very critical of Mr. Trump, but my next guest says that there may be a change, uh, a game chamber here. Here joining the program is my big sister in the movement, Sonny Johnson. Sonny, welcome What's to the program. Up, What's up, little brother? Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. I thank you so much that you joined us today. Now, since we have our own little private conversation sometime, and we started off with one this morning, and you brought up something interesting to me. You said that none of it matters if capitalism isn't at the forefront of things. And none of it does matter. And this is what I would like the never Trumpers to realize. Like, for the last four years, since Mitt Romney was the candidate, when Mitt Romney was the candidate, I said he could win the black vote as long as he does not run away from his wealth. First thing he did was run away from his wealth. Instead of saying, yes, I'm rich, yes, I worked for it, now let me show you how to get it, let me show you how to obtain it for yourself, it became sad stories about how I once struggled, how I once was poor. Poor people don't want to hear your poor story. They want to hear you tell them how you're going to help them out. And for four years I have been saying this to Republicans and conservatives every which way I can. If you can go in front of the white groups and you can say it's the economy stupid, then there should be no reason you do not go in front of black folks and talk about the economy just as loudly. So what is it, Sonny? Because I, I do believe that some Republicans and conservatives and libertarians that come before, uh, they're always asking us, uh, what can we do for outreach? And the first thing they talk about is criminal justice reform. Then they go into minimum wage and things like that. But they never talk about the jobs that are affecting the community. Uh, or the what? entrepreneurship or how to how to explain to them what overregulation does in stopping them from opening business or how taxation takes away the money that they work for that could be invested in other things that would allow them to build and acquire wealth. It, the thing with conservatives and Republicans is you're so busy trying to fight Democrats. You're so busy trying to take them down that you forget that the actual target is the people who come out and vote for you. So you want to mm -hmm. push criminal justice reform. They can't vote. Why are you <laughs> going out for the people that can't vote? And the majority of us do not have records. The majority of us are just fine in that accord and that account. So why aren't you coming after us? Most of us wouldn't take a minimum wage job because we have built our skills to a level where we deserve more. Where is your conversation for us? So, Sonny, you have a different strategy in doing that. You say go back to hip-hop. That's where it is. Like, you do not hear 
you hear out of the left and the right on the political circles how black people want free stuff. Like, that is our agenda is to go after the people who give us free stuff. But if you listen to our culture, if you listen to everything we rap about, our movies, it's not about poverty. It's not about living in the projects. It's not about living off of food stamps. It's about changing the weather with an airplane ride. It's about living in a gated community. It's about being able to have the money to do the things that you want to do. And if you don't understand that that's what black people will see in Donald Trump, then I don't understand why capitalism is even a part of the conservative message anymore because it is such a small part that you overlook what is bringing people in so that you can hang on to a label. And I think that that is destructive. Sonny, you often tell me because, you know, part of the problem is, is that some people don't have people in their life that tells them the truth. And I'm blessed enough to have a big sister like you that, when we discuss, even though we're not blood, uh, blood can make us any closer. And so when we have this discussion about the Never Trump movement, and I've raised my criticism, you said, don't put the faith in the man, but in the principle. And I said, hey, Donald Trump doesn't have any principles. But you said it's not about Donald Trump. So what in Donald Trump is going to bring people to the polls? The inspiration. This is what... When he says make America great again, what Black Lives Matter hears, what the progressive left hears is make America white again. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. somehow we are negated from the conversation. Well, we've had eight years of being left out of the conversation by a black president. Black people have had eight years of being ignored by a black president. So in this term of making America great, wouldn't it be great if we made black people feel like they were a part of that? Where this is your chance to have the focus put on you and your community for just a short breath of time. It won't happen forever. The world will keep spinning. Money will keep flowing. We cannot stay cocoons forever. But for a brief period of time, America, even black America, can focus on itself and get itself on track. So when we do have to go out and compete with the rest of the world, we're starting on a better footing. So you can make America great, but for some people, you're going to have to make America great for the very first time. And you need warriors and you need leaders, and I hope a whole bunch of you conservatives wake up and realize that's your role, that's your spot. Don't care about who invited them. Care that the people are showing up. And when they show up, show them what's right. Show them who we are. Show them the best of us. We cannot turn our backs on them. Wow. If you're just now tuning in on the Blaze Radio Network, I'm Lawrence Jones. In for Jay, I'm talking with conservative commentator Sonny Johnson on how she sees uh, Donald Trump can get the black vote. Sonny, um, so what is Donald Trump? What is strategy-wise? If, if you could give Republicans uh, a, a checklist, okay? Donald Trump is doing a lot of speaking, going to a lot of these urban communities. Um, as far as strategy and getting them to the polls, what does he need to do? He, he, he doesn't. I don't even think people understand. Like, this, he does no outreach. 
he is getting this percentage of the black vote without targeting black people because he is talking about money. He does not have to specifically target them. All he has to say is, you are an American. I'm going to make America rich. You are going to win. You're going to be so tired of winning. And what is so wrong with black people buying into the fact that that also includes them? So, so, See, so, so, Sonny, are you saying that black people want the same thing as everybody else? I mean it. Um, yes. Yes, we are not all out for welfare. We all don't want the government to hand us stuff. Matter of fact, majority of us have a job, have a side hustle, and a third side hustle for the weekend. So we don't have to ask anyone for anything. We don't have to beg anyone for anything. Do we have everything? No. But everything we have, we can say that we work for and we worked hard to get it and to make sure our kids have it. Those are the black Americans that Republicans can win. And those are the black Republicans that Donald Trump is winning. You're never going to win the social justice warriors. You're never going to win Black Lives Matter. They are perfectly fit to be Democrats, and the Democrat Party can have them. But you can win the hustlers. You can win the get up, get out, and go get something. You can win the go-getters by talking to them about their money, because if you're not talking about their money, then they're going to tell you they're not making any sense. Amen to that. Sonny, where can our viewers find you on social media? At Sonny Johnson, S-O-N-N-I-E. If you put in a Y, you won't find me. Big Sis, thank you so much for joining the program. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about this transgender bathroom crap. It's this this mess is destroying us. This political correctness on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jay Severin Show only on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the program. Lawrence Jones in for Jay on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, <laughs> I, I, I really can't stop laughing because yet again, yet again, we're back to this transgender uh, uh, bathroom crap. And, and a lot of this started in uh, South Carolina, I'm sorry, North Carolina, as well as uh, in Texas, uh, for the young people, uh, this bathroom transgender fight. And what always gets me about this fight, or any fight furthermore, is that you can always depend on the squishy Republicans that don't have a backbone to back down. It, they, they just can't help themselves. Every single time, uh, Republicans... Get an opportunity to stand on an issue with voters. Because let's just be honest, the population of transgenders uh, is only 0.2%. And some studies say it's 0.3%. But 
every time we, we, we find ourselves in this fight, uh, whether we're fighting the radical left um, or just standing for principles that us as Republicans believe in, you can count on some Republican that's an elected official to literally turn his back on the people. And so that's what's happening right now in Congress. You got sponsors of the bill, and and they're backing off because guess what? They don't think it's politically uh, uh, appropriate for them to stand with the people. Even though, even though they have nothing to be afraid of. Because because guess what? It's only 0.2% of the population. It's not even 1% of the population. And we can't get Republicans to stand. Because they're squishy. They're squishy and they don't have a backbone. And this is why the Democrats and the progressive left continue to beat us. Even though, even though, the progressives' uh, leadership are are even starting to uh, to question their own bill. There's a story on IJ Review, and the ACLU uh, state director for North Carolina is resigning for personal reasons uh, that relate to her family. Her little girl. You see, it's all fun and games until it 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 hits home base. It's all fun and games until it hits home base, and then people start to question their own family. And and what planet do these people live on? That they believe little kids should be showering together, boys and girls. The hormones are already out of control. What's this new thing that the teens are doing? Sexting back and forth with uh, uh, naked pictures of themselves back and forth. And now we want them to shower together. And because of the way the law was worded, you can't tell little Bobby that he's not little Susie because of the way he dressed. He could be dressed like a grown man like me and no female attire, but say, hey, I want to identify as a woman today, as a little girl today. And legally, legally, the school can't do a thing because of the law. You don't, many would argue, you don't know where he is in his transition. This is not my talking points. This is the LGBT community's talking points. And what universe is it okay with these kids, with these hormones that they're having to be showering together? And guess what? The Texas Lieutenant Governor uh, is encouraging the schools to ignore the Obama administration bathroom directive. So what happened here in the state of Texas, my home state, where everything is bigger, by the way, (laughs) 
the president of the United States said, hey, listen here, Texas. We don't care what your lieutenant governor said. You better do what we say or guess what? We're going to cut your funding, your federal funding. But the president made a little bit of a mistake. See, half of that money, those, you know, I think it's a couple billion dollars, goes on the place of those free and and reduced lunch kids. Kids that are less fortunate that the president says that he advocates for. And guess what? They won't be eating. The president is literally taking food off the plate of children for his own political gain. So I would like to be a fly on the wall when he explains to his base who he says that he advocates for that there won't be any free and reduced lunch. This is what we're up against. Here in Texas, there was a situation in the Target where a grown man who said, hey, can I just identify as a woman today? He's just looking at the women in the bathroom. This is where we're at today. This is common sense, people. Common sense. Keep it right here. Lawrence Jones, the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, welcome back to the show. I'm Lawrence Jones. In for Jay on the Blaze Radio Network. Um, You know, <laughs> I am sick of political uh, correctness. Political correctness is destroying us. It's literally killing us. Because you got one side that is adamant about standing up, and once again, you got the Republicans and conservatives that refuse to have a backbone. And so whether it is cultural appropriation or (laughs) which, matter of fact, let's just stick right there at cultural appropriation, which essentially says that a culture can own something. Like, for instance, there's no secret that black folks make great fried chicken. It's just what we do. It's just what we do. Now, I'm not saying white people can't make fried chicken, but, you know, it's just a cultural thing that, you know, we do. What cultural appropriation says that because black people make fried chicken and some are part of our culture, 
that we got to own it. That means white people can't do it. That's what cultural appropriation says. There's another example right here at another college university where a young white student had dreadlocks and the black student goes up to him and tries to pick a fight because black people own, apparently, dreadlocks. Even though many cultures have done it before, black people have to own it. And so it's this liberal progressive nonsense that is literally killing us. I ain't got no, uh, there, there ain't nothing wrong with Caucasian people wanting to eat some fried chicken or put some dreads on. There's nothing wrong with that. And look at me, I'm saying ain't. That Texan is coming out of me. But I mean it. There is nothing wrong with sharing a little culture. I thought that we were all supposed to be a melting pot. Now the progressives want us to say, hey, that group owns this. It is utter nonsense. And it's spilling over. It's spilling over to other areas in our life. For, for, uh, for example, because of political correctness, we were just talking about the transgender issue. In New York, if you don't identify people by what they call themselves, whether it is uh, them, he, she, uh, trans, uh, dog, cat, whatever it is, you can be sued in civil court. It can be a criminal order put against you for harassment. What type of sense is this? What are we doing? This is why the next generation is becoming weak. Everybody gets a participation trophy. You can't hurt little Johnny's feelings. I'll never forget when I was playing basketball and I was a competitor. And my dad was even more of a competitor. And my mom was as well. They both played sports. Um, And they had me at a young age. And so they would go and they would practice with me and all that good stuff. Anyway, I had a basketball tournament. And I had those crazy parents (laughs) that – not only were they useful, because my mom had me at 16 and my dad later married her. And so my mom today is 40 and my dad is 43. So just imagine how young they were when I was playing basketball. Those two would be on the sideline, you know, giving out plays and, you know, telling me what I was doing wrong. Anyway, I had this horrible game. I just played horrible. My shot was off. I wasn't rebounding the way I was. I wasn't playing defense. And we came I think it's just about last in the tournament. So the commissioner and all that of the tournament comes out and they give us a trophy. And this was around the time where parents had started raising hell about everybody getting the trophy. And uh, they, they end up implementing it into all the tournaments that, you know, even if it's a little trophy, 
everybody gets a trophy. So they present us with the trophy and walk outside, and I'm talking to my dad. And I guess my dad was so upset that he he didn't even see the presentation of the trophies. He was waiting, and, you know, I know I'm going to get it when I get home about how horrible I had played and what I needed to do to improve. He probably made me run some laps or something. Anyway, long story short, I meet my daddy in the parking lot, and he sees the trophy, and I can see the blood in his eyes, just like red, just like what is the trophy for? And I explained to him how they said, hey, everybody gets a trophy, and I wanted to keep my trophy. My dad responds with taking the trophy and literally throwing it across the parking lot. It's like, why? Why in the hell do you get a trophy? You play like crap. You play like utter crap. And I'm looking at my dad like, you literally just broke my trophy. But it was that. It was my dad's uh, advice that he instilled into me, his, his, his ethics, that made me kick tail the next game. Oh, when I got the ball the next time, I was running down the court. I was ready. I was playing defense because I wanted that trophy. This generation has nothing to live for at this point because everything is going to be given to them. They have nothing to work for. Everything is given to them. And right here in Texas is another story. In Texas, a Texas high school is axing the honor society recognition, avoiding hurting other students' feelings. Give me a break. People are, kids are upset. Because they didn't work harder than some of the rest of the students. And now, as a result, they're going to just cut the entire program. They're just going to cut it off. Now, many of you that aren't familiar with the National Honor Society, essentially, you know, you got to get a certain GPA in school. And then at the end of the year, they give you this whole, you know, this, this thing to go across your cap and gown. So I, I'm, I'm telling you what happened. Some of the parents were upset that their kids were going to be laughed at because they didn't work hard enough, and then the school just axed it all. Oh, my God. Are we seriously raising wussies now? I mean, that is such a pathetic excuse. If you don't work hard, you don't get certain things. The biggest lie parents tell their kids is you can be whatever you want to be. I'm sorry, you can't. It's about how hard you work. Keep it here. Lawrence Jones on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. The Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. Welcome back to Lawrence Jones. In for Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. We got a little bit of breaking news. An F-16 crashes after an Air Force Academy commencement ceremony attended by President Obama. Um, We'll give you more developments as we get them. Um, Obviously, we will keep um, those involved in our prayers 
and our thoughts. Uh, but like I said, we'll give you more um, as we get that information. Um, I'm just as sick of talking about this damn gorilla as you are. I mean, like I said, it's been covered more than the killings in um, Chicago. But there was a report released today, um, and the police are seriously going to seek charges in the death of this gorilla. Um, okay. <laughs> Guys, I, I mean, I, I don't want to be too um, harsh, but okay, we got to put this in perspective. There was a child life that was in danger. Now, there's a, another report saying that uh, the Cincinnati Police Department are investigating the parents of the child who fell in the gorilla uh, exhibit. I think that's fair game. Um, but I also think accidents happen. Now, what even concerns me more is that this, uh, the mother operates at a daycare that she was she's responsible for children all day every day but i still want people to understand that we still may need to have a little grace as well now i will say this when i first heard this story my first instinct was how could she be so stupid now i'll preference this by saying i don't have kids um, but there's a reason why I don't have kids is because I don't think I'm responsible enough to parent the time. Is, and I don't have a wife, but that'll come, but I don't have a wife right now. So, you know, I want to do it the right way. And when I'm, I feel like I'm ready for it, uh, then I'll, I'll do so. But there's a certain a level of selflessness that you got to have as a parent when, you have kids. One of the eyewitnesses that was there um, said that the child uh, continued to say he wanted to go in there with the gorilla. And the mom, of, of course, said no, 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 no. And as soon as the mom uh, turned away, that's when the child went down there with the gorilla. Now, let's take it now. This is a three-year-old. Okay, just and like I said, I'm not a parent, but I babysit my cousins and things like that. And, you know, I was on the CPS board, so I was around kids. When you tell a child, especially a three, three year old, a toddler, no, what are they going to do? They're going to do exactly what you told them not to do. Now, I'm not suggesting that, you know, the police uh, take the child away from the parents. But I am suggesting that if there is an investigation, at least to, to show that there has been uh, a numerous amount of occasions where uh, the parent has not as been attentive to their child, have done things to put the life of the child at risk, then they should act upon that. I'm not saying take the child away, but there needs to be some done where people understand that this is not okay or stop letting kids go to the zoo. I mean, Jesus, this is, a, this is why you just leave these animals in the wild. 
because this type of stuff happens, and then people get hurt, and then you got PETA uh, saying, you know, trying to press charges and sue people. You know, I, I tell you, I posted something on Facebook the other day, and I was talking about the gorilla, and I said, you know, jokingly, before you guys send me all your hate mail, that if these birds in my apartment complex try to attack me again, then I'm going to kill them because, I mean, I'm not trying to steal their eggs and they just keep swooping over me, uh, calling me and all of this stuff. And if it happens again, I'm going to take them out. And there you go on my Facebook wall, people saying, we're going to contact PETA. You hate animals and all that. Well, you know what? I do hate animals, but I don't own animals because I just, I just don't like them. I just not an animal person. I had a dog growing up and then, you know, it died and all that type of stuff. But sometimes I'll, you know, I work myself to petting a dog or stuff. I hate cats. But people get all worked up over animals as if they're humans. Now, I will say this. People that mistreat animals, fight them and all that type of stuff, they're the scum of the earth. They're the scum of the earth. But what I am saying is this, is that when it comes to the life of a child and the child and the life of an animal, the child must go first. The fact that we have to even have this discussion is insane to me. It's insane. Like I said in the top of the program, we have spent more time talking about this damn gorilla than the murders in Chicago. The press has spent more time talking about this gorilla than the murders in Chicago. Good God, this is insane. So like I, like I said, the Cincinnati Police Department should do their job and investigate. Like I said, I've been on uh, the other side of the justice system in the sense of investigating parents and things like that, and they should do their job, and I can commend, and I commend them for doing their job. And I also think that we should offer a little grace to the parents. But guys, enough is enough. We got to end this talking about this damn gorilla. We need to be focusing on what we're going to do to improve our country. How about these same journalists go to Chicago? But they're not going to do it. Tomorrow, I'll be back in for Jay. This is Lawrence Jones for the Blaze Radio Network. I appreciate you tuning in. Good night. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.